On today's show, we are going to talk about the most recent news and rumors that's coming up on Traveling with a Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 207 of Traveling with the Mouse. It is Thursday, April the 25th. I am your host for this episode, John, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Adam. What's up, everybody? So we're going to jump right into our news, and we'll start off by talking about Disney's Hollywood Studios 30th. Some of you may know that on May the 1st, 2019, which is this coming Wednesday. Yeah, yeah So that is the official 30th anniversary of Disney's Hollywood Studios as it opened on May 1st, 1989. We were not there on opening day, but we were there not long after. Same um, month, right? I want to s- same month for sure. I want to say it was like the next week or something. I mean, it was not long. Wow. After it had been open. Yeah. Either way, I mean, you're there Close in enough. the first three, three weeks, yeah. Yeah. It was still crowded. So, yeah. Well, there was only as, two uh, rides, as, really. Uh, there, was, there was more attractions. I don't know if you're... What are you defining as ride? Something you get on and... Like a parkeology, what would be considered Just like a the parkeology? Yeah. So if you were doing the Hollywood Studios parkeology back when it opened, you would have an easy time getting <laughs> a, clearing Hollywood Studios. Well, not if you had to wait an hour for the backlog tour. True. You would take. I'm gonna say you would take most of your time doing the tram tour. Speaking of, have you heard about this new thing called the No Oxygen Challenge, which is basically means no fast passes for Parkology, trying to complete it with zero fast passes. No oxygen. Okay, that must have been what I was seeing uh, Kent tweet about. Mm -hmm. uh, A few others. We'll talk about that in another episode. We'll do a archaeology episode soon. I'll put it that way. Okay, so we don't want to we don't want to play our hand. So we'll talk more archaeology very soon. Yeah. So, so anyway, back to the thirtieth anniversary. Yeah. What they're going to be doing on May the first? They're going to have special events and merchandise. They're going to be taking place. Yeah. View a star-studded celebration parade, which at Disney's Hollywood Studios thirtieth anniversary star-studded celebration cavalcade, starring Mickey and friends, will step off at ten a.m. and head down Hollywood Boulevard. You can also pick up a commemorative 30th anniversary guide map and button. Guests entering the park can grab a special 30th anniversary commemorative guide map and button. Don't worry if you miss yours, folks. I'm sure it'll be on eBay 10 minutes after the park yes. opens. For like $10 each. But yeah, easy money exactly. on that. Easy money for somebody on that one. Of course, they have other exclusive 30th anniversary merchandise. I, I almost hate to say exclusive because you know good and well they're going to sell this somewhere else yeah. besides this day. It'll be at the I mean, Disney just, outlet in about six months, so just wait, and you'll get the shirt yeah, I mean, for like ten bucks. Heck, it'll probably be there the next day. <laughs> yeah, maybe I mean, not. I mean, I just, I'm just saying, they always they always advertise this stuff as exclusive, like you're going to have to be there on this day to get it, and then it's always up available right. elsewhere. Well, the last time I went to the Disney outlet, there was tons of Epcot 35th anniversary stuff, so... There you have See, it. It'll you it'll know. be there. Just give it a few months or a yeah. year if you're willing to wait that long. So anyway, that includes like an adult t-shirt, baseball yeah. cap, 24-ounce tumbler, a magic band, uh, ornaments, 
Annual pass holders can shop for some items exclusively created for them. Yeah, more eBay stuff, in other words. <laughs> Merchandise can be found starting at 8 a.m. in Grand Park and while supplies last. Which means the um, line for that will be longer than the line for Slinky Dog. Oh, yeah. That day, for sure. Yep. Taste special food and beverage items. There are things including Kyleran cupcakes, incredible macaroons. And then the debut of the Wonderful World of Animation will take place on May the 1st. That's the new projection show. It'll, of course, be on the facade of the Chinese theater. It celebrates themes like magic, family, adventure, romance, and friendship. Each theme is brought to life through unforgettable moments from beloved films like Sleeping Beauty, The Incredibles, Coco, and many more. It debuts at 9.05, just prior to the Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular Fireworks Show. Yeah. Mm. So, Projection shows that I've seen. I've seen the Star Wars one. It's okay. I've seen that Christmas one they do. It's okay. They're not that great to me. But Plus, the, on, the, on the Chinese theater, you don't get a really great view. It's not like the Cinderella Castle where you have this giant landmark that you can see from a lot of different places you pretty much have to be right in front of it to get a decent view of it and then it's not a great place to project something onto me yeah i think that's why they experimented with the tower i think this right last tower season. tower yeah yeah which it looks much better because you can see it from so much further away and it, right. it looks better on the tower tower even though it's kind of silly to put something Christmassy on the tower tower but you know whatever right well, speaking of things that are happening, how about let's talk about something that's not happening, and that will be, I'm trying to segue here, there's not going to be a nighttime spectacular parade at Magic Kingdom, specifically Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary in general. Some people were wishfully thinking that Spectrum Magic might return, but I believe what's been said about that is it's pretty much gotten destroyed, all the floats and things that were... Well, that's sad. Yeah. You know, of the nighttime parades that they had, even though Main Street Electrical Parade was like the, the classic, right. my preference was usually Spectromagic. I just kind of liked the music a little better. Yeah, or I agree. Thing. The theme was, was better than the, I don't know what you want to call it, techno sound maybe. Yeah. <laughs> electrical Parade. And it uh, was so. very uniquely Walt Disney World too, which I thought was cool, you know. You have the... That's true. But didn't they take Spectro Magic out to California a time or two? They probably did. No. Cause, yeah, I think they did because... Let's see, it, it stopped for a while, and then it came back, and then it just ended. It's almost like there's like they couldn't have two nighttime parades of the same kind in the same place. It's like, oh, it's going out west now. Oh, it's coming back east. You know, they just did that over the years with the electrical parade. I'm like, can't you just make, you know, double the floats and just not... <laughs> yeah. Or... Or did they literally pack it up and move it across the country, or are they just not showing them at the same time on purpose? I mean, so the first run at Magic Kingdom was October first, nineteen ninety-one, to May twenty-first, nineteen ninety-nine, and then the secondary run started April second, two thousand one, and ended June fourth, two thousand ten. So it only went away for like two years. Yeah, and Main Street roughly. Electrical Parade came back for those two years, and then it left again. Yeah, Spectro Magic was pretty much the nighttime parade for 20 years pretty close to it yep and it's the one i remember the most as a kid I, we probably saw it four or five times at right. least and uh it was 
definitely a personal favorite as well. So, even though I still like the Main Street Electrical Parade, I, I wish, if anything, they would get the Paint the Night at Disney World, but I guess that's not happening either. So, oh well. Didn't they do away with that one too, though? I feel like they did. I mean, they brought it back a little bit, but then I don't hear much about it anymore. Maybe it's still out there in California somewhere, but... When can we see this again? Exactly. <laughs> All right, so that's it. No nighttime parade. Oh, well. Not that disappointing, honestly. I'm kind of used to not having it. Uh, well, I mean, of all the parades, I mean, I've never been a fan of the afternoon parades. I would rather see a nighttime parade, personally. Mm -hmm. But with everything else they're doing at nighttime now, maybe they don't see the need. Yeah. Well, for me, it's because it's so dang hot, and I'm usually holding a kid for the whole parade. And beforehand, if you want to get a good view, you got to stand in the <laughs> sun somewhere. So, I've just, I don't know, I've never really been, I don't know what it is about the daytime parade. I've just never been a big fan of any of the ones they've put out, really. <laughs> for yeah, it's too I hot. just like, the, the show itself is like not all that impressive to yeah. me. But Yeah, Festival's Fantasy is pretty good because of the dragon. Right. But you know, there's a few other things that are okay about it, but mm, I don't know. Not not my favorite. Moving on. Gotcha. Move along. So I'm going to include this one. We did mention on a previous episode about the Villains After Hours that is going to be going on sale April the 29th, by the way. Yeah. Disney has uh, released more information about it this past week. It's offered on selected nights, which we probably covered that from June 6th through August the 8th. So we'll just, let's just kind of reinforcing that, reiterate that. It says they're going to have a new Villains Unite the Night show mm -hmm. that's going to be involved in this. I think I mentioned before, I thought it was kind of odd how like their poster for it has like Hades, the prominent, as being the prominent uh, yeah. villain on the front. Are they trying to test so, out like a Hercules live action here or something? <laughs> I'm trying to figure see out if why. Maybe there's a, see if maybe there's an audience for a live yeah, version, maybe exactly, a yeah. reboot, perhaps. Yeah. But I can see in the background here, the thing that's odd is there appears to be two Maleficents. <laughs> hmm. When I look at the characters that are in the shadows, and an evil queen, and Dr. Facilier. So, the Baron. That's what I always would think he looks like. He looks all like the Baron. Baron Samity. So. <laughs> anyway... Just giving kind of a brief over the... There's a DJ that's going to get things lit, as they put it. Energizing the castle stage with sick beats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This just sounds kind of cheesy the way it was worded, but yes. it's just me. It always... So basically, Central Plaza is going to be turned into like a club scene. The DJ introduces your caretaker for the evening as being the Lord of the Dead, Hades. Once again. Who arrives in a burst of blue flames for the all-new show. That might be a pretty cool effect. Maybe that's one of the reasons why they did it. They thought they could make a cool effect out of his hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe right. even make the joke they make in the movie, right? If you remember the movie. And it says, with Meg by his side, Hades sits atop his dark throne awaiting the alignment of five planets, following a prophecy that states that when the five come together, he will be able to rule the universe. But this dastardly plan doesn't go quite as expected. When an ensemblage, ensemblage, ensemble—that's what I would call yeah. it anyway—of okay. Disney villains interrupts his party. Jafar, the Queen, Doctor Facilier, and Maleficent 
arrive with henchmen in tow. Prepared to showcase their power with spine-tingling displays of skill. It seems these villains have also heard the prophecy and believe they are the ones who will rule all. I think that's kind of a cool cool thing. I mean, we'll see how well they do it when it actually runs out. It's set to be over 20 minutes long and will run three times each night. Mm. So, yeah. It's going to be going on pretty much the whole time the party's going on. Three times, so once an hour, I guess? I guess. If this I mean, is only it, a three-hour event. I guess the DJ will fill in the other gaps from the looks of that. It's probably going to be the same area, same stage. It'll be interesting when they say DJ. Are they going to do like remixes of like villain songs? Because that might actually be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, it sounds cool, but why don't they just do this for the Halloween party? So and I would prefer an after hours party. I just would prefer an after hours party to be an after hours party. I had to have a Halloween party for the summer because the Halloween party in the fall is a big hit. So, Well, they already have them in the summer because they start August like 5th for the Halloween party. Well, you might like this part because you were just talking about the Festival of Fantasy Maleficent Dragon will be let loose at night for the first time. Yeah. So good. she'll be breathing fire as she creeps through the park with her minions to join the party at Central Plaza. Yeah. I mean, that's cool to be able to see it up close potentially, but... I wonder how they're going to do that. Are they still going to keep... Because are they going to keep people from, like, touching it and being able to get that close to it? Or um, I really don't know. When they say let loose, I just think they mean because it's going to be used at nighttime. They don't, the other right. parade is in the daytime. Right. It's Ob- in, so. Obviously, it's going to be roaming around, or they'll bring it from backstage, you know, down the parade route to the central plaza that they're talking about. Yeah. So it's still going to be kind of like it's in a parade the way i mean you're not gonna you know it's not like it's gonna force its way through the crowd or something like that well it won't be much of a Um, crowd i'm just saying are they gonna rope it off are they just going to have people's cast members standing around it to make sure people don't like try and climb in there and drive it i think it'll be similar to what it does on the parade it's going to come down a route and then go away go backstage yeah it makes sense something along those lines just of one dragon parade. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In Tomorrowland, the villains will invade Space Mountain, taking okay. daring voyagers on a villainous trip they won't soon forget with a new music underscore and the vilest villains taunting you as you whiz by. And over in Adventureland, a live okay. crew of scurvy scallywags invades Pirates of the Caribbean in search of treasure. Okay. So hopefully it'll be better than... Uh, uh, they were trying to supposedly going to find Gunpowder Pete. Yes, Gunpowder Pete. And that's who it was. Yeah. Let's hope it's different. Maybe <laughs> they'll learn a lesson. Hit. Right. Of course, they'll have wickedly good food and beverage selections. More than 20 attractions and experiences across the park. It adds up to be a party like no other. Be sure to share your, share your excitement for this upcoming event by using the hashtag VillainsAfterHours on social media. And okay. as we mentioned before, the tickets... Um, $139 in advance or $144 the night of the event. Oh, yeah, and annual pass holders and DVC members can take advantage of a $30 discount and purchase them for $109. So mm, that might be a pretty good deal for a pass holder. So. It's a good deal. I just have no interest in it as far as villains. I don't know. I like villains. Yeah. I think this is something that they're testing as far as like people saying talking about Villains Park back in the day. So. I think they're using it as a test ground for 
things, enhancements for the... Well, it could be that, but it, I think it's also enhancements to the Halloween party. Just test ground for... See how people react to certain things for the Halloween party. Except for the Halloween party is called Mickey's Not So Scary <laughs> Halloween Party. Hello. Right. Yeah, all these Disney villains are so scary. Uh, yeah. As I mean, a kid, I was, but... Dr. Facilier got dragged into the grave by his, like, yeah. friends, right. as he called them. So, I'm just saying. Sure. I mean, Hades is the lord of the underworld, for crying out loud. That's <laughs> not to be fearful there. Right on. Well, speaking of villains, I have a Star Wars villain spoiler to talk about, rumor, for Episode Nine. So, this is something that came out of making StarWars.net a rumor. And so I'll go ahead and say this is a potential spoiler, so if you don't want any spoilers for Episode 9, cover your ears or fast-forward about five minutes. I've got the spoiler. So, right. Just to hear a spoiler. (laughs) So just for that, give people a second in case they don't want to hear a spoiler. Or this may not even be true, of course. It's a rumor, but if you don't want to hear a rumor about a potential spoiler, then cover your ears. The rumor is that a major character could be returning to Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And that major character is Han Solo. Bum, bum, bum. We already know that Palpatine is coming back because if you go to IMDb, you can see that he is listed as a character in this movie. Yeah, but don't they have to list him if they just use his like voice in the trailer? <laughs> Well, I mean, the voice in the trailer was recorded from a long time ago. Yeah. They admitted, they admitted that. They showed that. That was actually recorded from, like, I don't know. The Laugh? The Jedi, I guess. Oh, the Laugh yeah. was the Jedi Laugh. Anyway, he is listed, but they already spoiled that from the trailer, the first teaser. But anyway, this source says that they had a chance encounter that allowed this person to see... That Harrison Form has filmed a sequence for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker with Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, of course. So it says the main sequence takes place between the two characters, Kylo Ren and Han Solo. One source called it a surprise intervention of sorts. So is he gonna like do like is it gonna be the trench run thing where he instead of Ray? Flipping over the TIE Fighter, it's like the Falcon comes in and... and No? Well, I thought you were going to say it's more like Harrison Ford is like speaking to Kylo Ren as a ghost. Kind of like a... A father... Excuse me, Han Solo. Yeah, kind of like when uh, Obi-Wan's saying, let go, Luke. Yeah. (laughs) Right. He's going to be like, he's going to be the bug in Kylo Ren's ear. Yeah. Trying to to lean him in the right direction. Yeah. But... From a certain point of view, perhaps. Maybe. Yes. So... From a certain point of view, I was not lying. Yeah. So a source that did not work on or see the sequence believed that it takes place when Kylo Ren asked the burned Darth Vader helmet to show him the darkness again. So they're rehashing that scene again from Force Awakens? I don't get it, but anyway. And it says Luke Skywalker appears to be the twist in the encounter. So Luke is there again. The source was paraphrasing, but Han Solo tells Ben that it's not too late, and the sequence has a tone of forgiveness and understanding to it. It says he's not a Force ghost in the classic sense, 
and he is a part of a vision or dream type moment introduced by Luke. So I can, I can see that being an interesting thing. Like Luke probably has the ability to do like a Lion King thing where it's remember who you are kind of thing where it's not really real but it's kind of real to Simba. You know what I mean? Is that what we're dealing with? No. <laughs> I could see I, that happening. Okay, I don't know. This doesn't like throw me to no end or anything. Talking about this, but um, having Han Solo return, the only thing that does is that brings some buzz to it. Yeah, it doesn't really fit the story that well, from the sounds of it. It's like trying to get a pop in professional wrestling. You know, you bring Hulk Hogan out every once in a while because he gets a pop. But if you brought him out every week, it would just be boring. Right. You know, they're they're trying to get the pop factor. Well, they didn't bring him in. The Last Jedi, so... Right, that's what I'm saying. It's still, it's still for a cheap pop, pretty much. Yeah, I could see um, that. But I could see how they work it into the story if Luke is doing... It's not like he is back from the dead. He Luke is using, like, a force projection of Han Solo to, to drive a point home to Kylo or something. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Perhaps. So I could see that. Although, isn't Luke a force ghost at this point? I mean, I don't know. He has to be. Luke is apparently so tight with the Force that he was able to not only force to project a Force ghost, but also um, like pretend he's someone else. Apparently, like he can impersonate other Force ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe that's what the Emperor is able to do. Maybe that's what we're going to find out: is the Emperor is dead, yeah. but he's live lives on as a Force ghost, Sith ghost. I mean, after, yeah, I was going to say after all, this is being uh, directed. By Lost uh, Creator. Yeah, I'm going to say the Lost, <laughs> the lost Creator, J.J. Abrams. So, yeah. you know, the Smoke Monster was the, or the Man in Black, he took on a lot of different forms. Oh. Maybe he's incorporating that to be Luke. Right. What if <laughs> the Smoke Monster is forms. Palpatine? Yeah. That would right. be weird. <laughs> that would be crazy. I still I still don't get the, th- the one thing I don't, I don't get, I, I get the Darth Vader helmet, by the way, like asking a helmet to show him the darkness again. Okay, at some point in um, growing up, didn't his family mention how, like, you know, his great-grandfather, or or would that be grandfather? No, it would be grandfather. Excuse yeah, me. grandfather. His grandfather, in this case, was, like, a good guy when he died. He was not in darkness. I mean, don't you think they would have told him the story <laughs> of how all this came to place, how he's no longer... I mean, why right. would we be talking to a a helmet to show him darkness when he knows that the person that was wearing it is not evil anymore. (laughs) So that part kind of bothers me a little bit, I guess, but you know, whatever. Right. So (laughs) is Hayden Christensen going to be in this movie then? If we're going to bring back all the force ghosts? Yeah. I don't know. Why can't Anakin be back? Like they just like hang out in the force ghost lounge. Yeah, I guess. And how how do you determine what age you are whenever you're a force ghost? Apparently, yeah. Because, you know, whenever Vader died, he obviously wasn't going to look the way Hayden Christensen did. Whenever they replaced him and put him in there, right? So, like, how do you determine what age you are whenever you become a force ghost? Well, they could bring Ewan McGregor back to be Obi Wan, even though Alec Guinness was the force ghost version. So exactly. He, you can be younger or older. I don't know. Uh, they could make Ewan McGregor look old, older. I mean, especially now. 
Yeah, he's getting. It's older. been twenty years. Yeah. It's twenty years since he played the role. They could definitely use a little CGI to help the process along for, for the <laughs> right. moment if they want to. Right. I don't know. I mean, it was a decent rumor for that, I guess, though. But I, I don't know. It kind of left me a little bit flat. It's like, okay, they're going to bring back Harrison Ford. Yeah, I'll believe that whenever I see that, you know, like seven billion dollar paycheck or whatever. They're yeah. Gonna, well, they have to make a billion know, just to pay Harrison Ford back for his appearance yeah, fee. Yeah, exactly. They're going to have to do that just to <laughs> just to recoup his contract. That's why they brought JJ back because they can't afford Harrison Ford without him. Yeah, doing fan service. Have you, JJ's the only person. Have you heard, by the way, just now I'm thinking about it, about the, the theory that Rise of Skywalker is like the new Jedi religion is going to be named Skywalker instead of Jedi because Luke was the last Jedi and now Rey is essentially the first of the Skywalker's Jedi thing, I guess, instead of Jedi and Skywalker? I guess you know, as weird as some things have gotten in this, I guess it could be, but the rise I mean, of Skywalker. It's not like unless they unless they go back and show something about how the Jedi got started with some guy was named Jedi that first <laughs> first started yeah. doing this. It doesn't make sense. Right. I mean, I kind of really find that hard to believe, but well, they kind of they kind of cool. poke fun at the whole thing anyway, like the the sacred texts. Right. You know, <laughs> you know. Which, by the way, there's a comic book that I saw that confirmed that Ray did steal the books. Well, it shows it at the end of the movie, too. Right. Yeah, but it's not as obvious in the movie, but oh, it's confirmed in the comic. Right, okay. Anyway, moving on. All right, and probably the bigger story uh, for us, or to us, what we thought over this past week, was that they announced that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway, Runaway Railway... I always have trouble pronouncing that, no matter what. Yep. It's going to be delayed until spring 2020 at Walt Disney World, which mm. is interesting because we were still thinking, oh, this one's going to be done before Galaxy's Edge, you know, and all this other good stuff. And mm. now it's going to be seemingly well after yeah. Galaxy's Edge. Doesn't surprise um, me too much because I think maybe it's an all-hands-on-deck situation for Galaxy's Edge, so maybe they're taking some of the construction work away from that one and putting all efforts towards, uh, you know, they're doubling our efforts for finishing the Galaxy's yes. Edge. I Bye. hope so, Commander, right. for your sake. <laughs> exactly. Bob Iger's not as forgiving as I am. Who is it? Which one is this? Chapik? Um, hmm. Bob Chapik, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Bob Iger's less forgiving as I am. <laughs> right. Yeah. When Bob Iger comes in, lightning shoots out of his hands. Well, mm, anyway. Could be. Um, He's no getting No further there. details. Yeah. <laughs> no further details were announced on the specific opening dates of the attraction on either coast. But in, in relation to that, it was announced that on the West Coast for Disneyland, that Toontown was going to be the spot for Runaway Railway in California. So, having said that, they didn't really give an idea as to how much longer behind this one it was going to be, really. Because it seems as though they got they had a date of 2022, which yeah. seems kind of long if you think about it. Because, yeah. let's see, we first got the announcement of Runaway Railway, Railway in 17, right? 
and now yeah. it's coming up to almost it's going to be almost three years at the time it'd be two and a half years at the time unless it was just an afterthought to take it out west yeah i think it was already in under construction i mean it was not that long ago when the rumor came out that that it was coming and i remember seeing a video from fresh baked on youtube where they were showing a backstage building behind Toontown or beside Toontown, however you want to look at it, was being cleared out. They could see clearly that the building had been emptied, and so they was right. assuming that that's the building they were going to use, but then obviously they'd have to do a lot of work to the inside and make it track right. layout it appeared, or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. It appears as though that's a, a pretty big building, which they plan on putting it in. Yeah. I don't know what about in comparison with the movie ride. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's about the same. Yeah. But uh, if I remember right, they did confirm that it's not going to be replacing Roger Rabbit in any way, right? Yeah. I remember. Nothing so is going to go away that. from what. Yeah, yeah. Nothing will go away. So they are adding. Yeah. Which uh, makes some some way somehow. Yeah, I mean Disneyland is just a massive amount of rides at this park now. It's it's. It's definitely going to be uh, hard to do Disneyland in like three days if you wanted to ride everything with like your without trying to do archaeology. But you know what I mean. That's yeah, big, but I mean I don't know if I would say it would take three days. I mean it's just a massive amount of rides that are going to have long waits now. Yeah, could be that Is the it, Disneyland park. Depending on when you go, definitely feels less crowded in general. I don't know about wait times, but it feels less crowded in general than yeah. does Walt Disney World. Any, you know. Yeah. The other so, thing I was going to say was, as far as Walt Disney World being delayed, it makes me think, you know, for one, I don't think they wanted to steal the thunder from this ride with Galaxy's Edge opening earlier. But the other thing is they need something for next spring because I don't think Ratatouille is going to be ready that early. So they want this big spring promotion for next year to be something new. And so I think this is the easiest thing. And I think Ratatouille will probably be summer or fall next year. Well, as far as Hollywood Studios goes, you got to think it would give them some gaps between opening attractions there. Because last year you had Toy Story Land. You had both the attractions open there. Yeah. And then in the fall of this year, you're going to have Smuggler's Run open yeah. in August. Then by most likely December, I think it was, mm -hmm. you're going to have Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. And then another three to four months, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So it does give them gaps in between new attractions. Maybe they're hoping... With the way they release these, maybe they're hoping to prolong the boost of Hollywood Studios. Yeah. You know, crowd-wise. They could be very much experimenting. How do we keep park attendance consistent mm. while you release something every three to four months? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah, stretch so. it out. Try to tier yeah. the crowd levels coming in, too. I really don't know that that's going to work because people, it's not, it's not just the having something new. It's the, can we afford it is going to comes into the thumbs into play regardless right. of what they think. Yeah. It does matter. 
I'm just kind of surprised that it really was going to take this long. But like I said, everybody I think expected it to be before Galaxy's Edge, and now Galaxy's Edge has moved up. Yeah. So it probably screwed with a few people's plans. <laughs> oh <laughs> Truthfully. yeah. Yeah, because I know whenever I first started making plans, I was expecting, well, this will be open, but not Galaxy's Edge, and now it's kind of the other way around. Right, they flipped it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just so a lot of the moves they're making lately. I'm questioning as to how they're going to pay off, but we'll see. Iger is either going to come out, come out smelling and looking like a genius. Well, smelling like how do you smell like a genius? (laughs) Smelling like a rose. And (laughs) end up looking like a genius. Right. Or he's going to retire sooner than his plans are. <laughs> That's the only thing I can right. think of. He'll be asked to retire early. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, he's planning on a 2022 exit, was it? I think so. Something like that. 21 or 22. Yeah. Around the time of the 50th. He'll find another so, way to extend that again. Let's acquire well, I thought his plans else. were to exit by then, so I don't, I, maybe I'm wrong. He was trying to exit a few years ago, or he was it's supposed like to exit. Yeah, I think he had something to do with that too. But anyway, he wanted to stick around. All right, well, let, I'll do some of these shorter, more FYI stories. Right. Here's one that I found uh, pretty fascinating, and that was that this week the Skyliner, they were testing the evacuation procedure. So they had these little crane-type vehicles that had like a little platform on them. And they've made this pathway between the parking lot of Hollywood Studios and the station for the Caribbean Beach where if there was an emergency stop, they would have to have these vehicles come out and raise the little crane platform up and have people step onto it to evacuate the gondola. So that's interesting. Hopefully don't have to experience that personally, but... No indication of how long, you know, you might be sitting in one of those things if it got stuck or stopped. (laughs) That's the scary part. If it's really hot, I think, you know, there is ventilation, but it's only going to keep you cool for so long. Ventilation is designed if it's moving, so... Right, exactly. So, So, that's dangerous, especially if there's several on the line. Right, this type of system, I feel like... Is pretty reliable because I even back yeah. with the sky buckets, I don't ever remember seeing the sky buckets just stop. <laughs> yeah, not like you know at random. So right, I think I it'll feel like happen, the system itself is pretty reliable. So yeah. we'll see. It'll probably happen occasionally, but I don't think it'll be a big, yeah. big thing. It's not. It's not going to be like test track or anything. Let's see. No big surprise here, but the um, droid characters will not appear when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens. Yeah. According to sources, Disney's decided it'll just be too crowded. For the opening weeks. No kidding. Months. <laughs> I wonder uh, when they came to that realization. I'm wondering when they think there's ever going to be or how long it's going to be before there's a time to actually do this. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. I don't know when that's going to be. But they have tested them several times at Disneyland and, of course, the D23 Expo. So they plan on doing it, it seems like. Right. But I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out when exactly are they going to feel like it's going to be a good time to roll these out. Hmm. It won't be. Um, yeah. yeah. Not when, for a very long time. Like, it's like we're going to roll the droids out in like five years. You know, <laughs> right. That's pretty much about what you're going to have to say. Yep. You know, you'll have your droidless Galaxy's Edge on May 31st, 2019, and also on 29th at Hollywood Studios. So. Gotcha. If you were going there hoping to see droids. First of all, what's wrong with you? And second of all, 
yeah, that's, uh, there is no second of all. Just right. if you went there only for the droids. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> that was the only reason I wanted to go, but oh well. Right. Just because you wanted to see the droids. Yeah. So here's another construction update kind of thing, and that is the Tomorrowland Speedway track is being re like finished now. It's getting closer to being done. So that projected reopening date, I think it was like May 18th or 19th, something like that, somewhere in there. It looks to be like that's very plausible that it would reopen that day. Of course, the track does appear to be shorter yet again. So this is what the third or fourth time it's been shortened since it opened. Pretty soon it's just going to be a drag strip, and you'll go and stop and have to get out. I'd say it's about to. It used to be a road course, and it's about to be a short track. Yeah. Um, it's all <laughs> Basically, yeah, it's still technically a road course, I guess, because you do do the turn and go ab- up yeah. above yourself, but like above the track. But pretty soon yeah. it's going to be uh, an. Uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. Right. Over there. <laughs> I have the banking and everything. Yeah. Going four miles an hour on a go-kart. <laughs> you can't right. even go. <laughs> Doesn't get much better <laughs> than that, folks. Can't even get up the hill most All of the right. time. I have to, like, push it to get up the hill. Mm. Well, anyway. Maybe there were people complaining that the ride was too long. <laughs> yeah. The thing that takes too yeah. long is sitting at the uh, exit while you're trying to load more people in front of you and you're like just sitting there and then trying not to strike the car in front of you i was gonna say that makes for an interesting uh parkeology challenge whenever those are running oh my gosh i was thinking about that i'm like talk about a slow load and unload time jeez (laughs) and not like you have to hold the gas pedal down for four minutes for it to start moving and then it goes like top speed and then you have to slam on the brakes to try and keep up with the car in front of you we might should consider doing that for our future um, parkeology episode is like do hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. Like what if absolutely everything is operating in the entire Walt Disney World, including the new stuff we know is coming in one day? Mm-hmm. Road, how would you yeah. approach it? That sort of thing. Yeah, that's you're gonna need a it'd lot of hours. It'd also be fun to go like. Yeah, it'd also be fun to go like retroactive, I guess, and see like how would you have done it back in the day? Ah, like you would have had to ride sky buckets back in the day. That'd be interesting. Right, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, cool. moving along, because um, we're taking too much time on these supposedly short and fast yeah, stories sorry. we're going to do. <laughs> on our, on our uh, what were we going to call it? <laughs> FYI segment. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that's what it was. Disneyland cast member blockout dates have been expanded to the entire summer for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Basically, if you are a cast member, don't even think you're going to be able to get into Galaxy's Edge unless you work there, pretty much. That's because... Nice. Their main entrance admission has been blocked starting May the 16th and is expected to last all the way through August. Wow. So, so even if you work whole summer. Right. Sorry. So even if you work Galaxy's Edge, you're not going to get to ride anything. That's <laughs> sad. Right. I mean, you're just going to get to see, yeah, whatever your role is, you're going to get to do that part, obviously. But, yeah, maybe they get a chance to see it before it opens. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe they'll at least give them repeating. that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll at least give them that hopefully but as far as like once it's actually open i mean it's yeah. not going to be until september for your <laughs> allowed yeah, back in it looks like at this point cool. for that so of course they'll still have their complimentary admission to california events are available during those days and everything like that so Woo-hoo. Uh, 
So I don't know. I mean, they they probably aren't too like sad about that. I I, I could be wrong. I would be annoyed. You would be. I'd be annoyed. Yeah. Well, all right. Last one I have is that if you're traveling by car to Magic Kingdom, Epcot, or Hollywood Studios these days, you will notice a lot of extra construction at the front of the uh, tram area because, and you'll have to do a lot of extra walking because of the Epcot entrance construction, you know, getting rid of the graveyard and some other things. They're redoing a lot there. So they've moved the tram drop-off way past, you know, it used to be like right in front of the monorail station kind of thing. It's now much further back in the parking lot because they are doing some construction there. And Magic Kingdom is the same way. It's You have to walk all the way down the thing under the the road that goes in front of the Polynesian. It goes under there. Uh, so you have to walk under there instead of take the tram all the way to the ticket center. So they're redoing that, and at Hollywood Studios, because the tram, the new tram drop-off point is not finished yet, they are, uh, they've moved that further back for um, finishing that up. The new security checkpoint, too, is not open yet, so, yikes. If you're traveling by car, you gotta do a lot of walking. That would stink, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and I'll finish it off just by mentioning a little bit of news on Disney+. Plus. They're going to exclude Song of the South and the Jim Crow scenes in Dumbo, which I was kind of, I was like, Jim Crow? Yeah. Like, seriously? Like, you know, the Jim Crow laws and everything? Like, mm-hmm. like racial segregation? I was like, I didn't even realize that was a scene in Dumbo. And I got to thinking about it. I was like, I didn't realize they actually named one of the crows Jim, apparently. Yeah. Uh, in that scene from, from the movie. But, um, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Okay, I kind of get when when you remove that. But... You know, it's not all that surprising, really. Song of the South has been, what, not released for, I don't know how many years. 30, um, probably, or somewhere in there. Yeah. I think I saw it when I was very, very young, because I, I just didn't remember very much about it. You know, with the exception of the, the cartoon scenes, really, you know, some of those, I remember them being played, like, snippets taken out of it. They were played on the Disney Channel. The overall film, eh, I don't know, it just was, eh. You know, it wasn't like it was a, a classic, really. The only thing about this classic were the songs. And, mm-hmm. of course... Um, I think Zippity Doodah won a, an Oscar for Best Song or something. Right. I believe it did. Right. Uh, in the film, they they were kind of making... They didn't think it was a very accurate picture. Yeah, or made right. too much light of the they, whole, you know, slavery part. Right. But, to say it was watered uh, down was is an understatement. But... Yeah. So... I've heard, like, celebrity, like, say, I think it was Whoopi Goldberg was saying it should be released yeah. because should be re-released. people should see what how things were depicted things. by Hollywood in the 40s and how horribly yeah. misrepresented it was. So, And truthfully, I get the Dumbo scene just because, I mean, the, the time period and everything, I kind of, I, I get it. I don't know how you move that. I don't know. Is there are there versions of the movie where it's removed now? I'm not sure. I know it's a really. Sh- it's only like sixty something minutes with with that in it, so it's like an hour, less than an hour movie That's if you remove it. Yeah, I, I get it. Uh, is the reason why they would exclude it out? It's pretty cringeworthy watching it as an adult. I'll say that. Yeah, 
Yeah, just you know, when as time goes on, when you see certain things, yeah. I'm curious as to though. I mean, they've announced this. I'm curious as if there's any other things that they're gonna like show out as not being, you know, available of their classic stuff. Disney doesn't want right. any trouble though. They're trying Makes to avoid sense. controversy at all mm-hmm. costs. So, yeah, I mean, just like they were trying to do with the director Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. What's his first name? James Gunn, yeah. James Gunn, yeah. Like they were trying to do with that and found out it was water under the bridge, so to speak, when it was all said and done. So. Yeah. All right. So I think that wraps this news uh, edition, news and rumors edition up. Wouldn't you say so? I would agree. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at TWTM Podcast. We also have a Spreadshirt store in which you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM podcast. And we have a website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. We still have a giveaway going on. Travelingwiththemouse.com slash giveaway if you want to enter to win. And we have a email address that you can email us questions, comments, thoughts, or ideas podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com and we also have a Patreon page where we have some exclusive content there so if you want to help support the show and get some extra content patreon.com slash TWTM podcast so for Adam, I am John, this has been Traveling with a Mouse And we hope that you will join us on our next trip. 